Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We're streaming out live on the Alternate Current Radio Network and also at 21stCenturyWire.com here in the lockdown uh, nation of the United Kingdom. And on the line right now, we're traveling over the uh, Atlantic down to South America, and we're connecting now with our intrepid correspondent, writer, author. His name is Andre Vilcek, and he's joining us on the live link right now from Chile uh, in South America. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this week, Andre. Patrick, it's great to be on your show again, and greetings from the lockdown Chile. <laughs> yes. So so just before we start, Andre, uh, there's, there's an article up at 21stCenturyWire.com. This is a feature, but you've just penned. Uh, you had an eight-day journey. You just missed, well, you just you just made it uh, to, to escape out of uh, uh, where you were going and get back to your home uh, in, in South America and through eight, eight different, uh, I, I don't know how many different countries, but eight days of travel around the planet. Just give us a, a, a little bit of a taste of what that experience was like. Well, Patrick, you know that uh, I traveled to 160 countries in my life, but uh, this is probably one of the most uh, bizarre and uh, unpleasant uh, adventures, uh, if I can call it. Uh, just going from uh, my home in Asia to my home in South America and uh, having coronavirus uh chasing me or basically the bizarreness of the response to coronavirus that comes from uh, uh, from the mainly western countries and their followers in uh, uh, in asia and uh, south america look uh, i was working in hong kong and uh, as you know hong kong uh, didn't experience much of uh, uh, emergency in terms of debt and all this, but uh, the uh, few cases that Hong Kong uh, had was blown out of proportion. The Western Airlines reacted to uh, the situation in Hong Kong as it would be part of uh, People's Republic of China. Uh, flights were being cancelled and uh, I had to fly actually before I could even embark on the journey, I had to go south in the opposite direction to Bangkok. Uh, so I could actually theoretically start my journey there because uh, Hong Kong doesn't uh, stamp passports. So once I was in uh, Bangkok, I was uh, beginning my journey there. But it was absolutely bizarre. You know, the profit that uh, profits that uh, the airlines were trying to make, uh, particularly uh, airlines like Korean Air, uh, then um, the routing, the and uh, Emirates also, the routing that was uh, unimaginable. I had to fly through Suriname, uh, through the city of uh, Maribo, uh, which is like, uh, because this is the only uh, way I could get uh, uh, free with my miles tickets, uh, uh, on business class um, and the reason I flew business class is that uh, I almost lost my sight I couldn't see anything uh, because my eyes were attacked by parasites before in uh, uh, in the Indonesian part of Borneo where I was filming uh, uh, 
the destruction of the environment and also investigating the new capital, this bizarre new capital they are going to build. Uh, they're moving actually capital from Jakarta to Borneo. So everything went wrong. Everything went wrong and uh, I flew through uh, Bangkok to Seoul, from Seoul to Amsterdam, from Amsterdam uh, to Suriname, and from Suriname through entire Brazil, through Belém, Brasilia, and Rio de Janeiro before I was able to reach, actually, uh, Chile, which now is uh, locked down, it's closed, and... uh, uh, there is a curfew uh, from uh, 10 to 5. Uh, city Santiago de Chile and the 5th region are totally shut down, locked down. There is nothing uh, uh, functioning except very uh, basic services like supermarkets. Uh, uh, the 10th region of the country is uh, absolutely closed, so even internal uh, traffic is almost impossible. It's a very strange situation, and uh, I'm sure now, Patrick, uh, we will exchange our ideas, but uh, wherever we are, it is very, uh, very bizarre. The only the only places that I have to say that are in uh, perfect shape is China, which defeated the virus, and Cuba, which is uh, now actually sending the... Uh, plane loads of doctors and nurses and medical supplies to uh, one of the richest countries on earth, which is Italy. Um, So Cuban doctors now in Lombardy uh, region fighting coronavirus, you know, trying to save uh, Italian lives. And also Syria, I think they have uh, zero, uh, zero infections. Uh, Yes. And uh, and Russia is doing pretty well uh, as well. Um, so some people are saying this is because of sanctions, uh, but also um, I, I personally think, Andre, that uh, uh, certain countries are posting different results because they're using different methods in order to determine who's actually sick and who's not. And yes, so, and also uh, they are using totally different philosophy. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, they are trying to save lives. They are trying to save humanity. They are putting uh, this... Uh, they are putting human lives uh, above uh, economic interests, and uh, they are doing tremendous jobs. But uh, obviously, this is not being uh, ventilated. It's not being covered uh, much by the Western media, which is actually attacking Russia now for uh, spreading false uh, uh, news again and uh, spreading panic and I don't know what. Uh, we actually have a clip I want to play. Uh, I don't know if my producer has that, but it's Mike Pompeo made a, a really kind of very uncomfortable, panicking statement on the White House uh, uh, in the hallway, sort of outside by the garden in the White House. This is the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, who's just a rep- reprehensible uh, human being on so many different levels, um, sadistic comes to mind. But um, if we have that clip, we'll, let, let's listen to this for a minute if we've got this. This information is coming from uh, random actors around the world, but often, too, coming from places like the Chinese Communist Party, from Russia, from uh, Iran. Those are, those are nations that want to undermine what we're doing here, our dem- democracy, our freedom, uh, the way that we're responding to this uh, risk, uh, to the Wuhan virus, 
Uh, they want to undermine our activities. We're doing great work. The American people have responded to the things the president has asked them to do to keep themselves, their families, and their communities safe. Uh, we need to make sure that we don't permit this information to undermine our activity. This information is coming from... So, so, so Pompeo is <laughs> the democracy in yep. America. Uh, they've, they've ordered everyone under house arrest. They're suspending the Constitution. Um, they're putting millions of people in the unemployment lines overnight. And they're, they've created a two-tier social system. Those who work in the government, those who work for privy corporations, everybody else is on their own. That, yes. that, that's the democracy Mike Pompeo is talking about in America. It doesn't sound yeah. like a democracy to me at all, Andre. And plus, uh, he's basically, uh, the U.S. is murdering people uh, in Iran uh, through sanctions that they are imposing when actually uh, Iran needs all help possible to to combat uh, this uh, virus and many other uh, things. But instead, uh, uh, the sanctions are there and uh, I was on press TV uh, recently and uh, uh, Iranian uh, friends are actually uh, desperate they they are facing a terrible situation and uh, uh, as happened in the past uh, in Iraq before the invasion also people are dying basically because they cannot even purchase the medical supplies so again you know, this is gonna. This leads to only one thing: Iran is going to, at the end, count on China only, on Russia also, and uh, possibly on Cuba. Uh, and uh, there will be bigger and bigger resentment against the United States and the West because it is extremely clear what uh, the West is doing uh, right now, particularly the United States. Yeah, there's the, the the title of the show. Actually, the theme was uh, panic, lockdown, and backlash. And I'm going to say uh, whether it's in the UK or the, the Europe, in Spain, it uh, in in the United States, in in Chile or Albania, a number of other countries that are, are attempting a kind of a draconian lockdown. Ecuador as well. I spoke to somebody. Uh, almost everybody in South America, actually, uh, except uh, places like. Cuba and uh, Venezuela, which uh, has only a few uh, areas uh, under lockdown. But, uh, you know, Peru, uh, uh, even Argentina, Brazil, uh, and all this happens so fast. You know, I was, uh, Patrick, I was passing through Brazil uh, just uh, 10 days ago. And I attended incredible concerts there waiting for my flight to to, uh, to Chile. I mean, uh, cultural centers were packed. Uh, uh, the beaches were packed uh, in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, everything was bubbling. Life was great. And suddenly, without much changes, uh, suddenly lockdown. It's incredible how uh, the West uh, managed to convince leaders, particularly in the right-wing uh, uh, countries like uh, Brazil, Colombia, uh, Peru, uh, Chile, uh, to follow their example. Uh, you know, yesterday I was in the elevator and uh, uh, a woman walks in in my condo and uh, the woman walks in and she uh, tells me, oh, don't you know that uh, we should keep distance of uh, at least one meter inside of the elevator in my own bloody building? Mm-hmm. And she's serious. She's serious. She was not joking. 
it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, the, the, more than anything, this shows uh, how susceptible people are to brainwashing, how susceptible people are to propaganda, and that if you can inject enough fear deep enough into the psyche of the individual or the, the, the collective uh, public, um, they will pretty much do whatever you tell them to do, uh, whatever the government orders them to, to do for their own safety. There's no more greater menace in psychologically than an invisible menace. You know, visible things that you can see, uh, you can you can deal with and work around and you know move away from. Things that are invisible are are, are more uh, just psychologically just the, it's um, it's a menace that you can't even comprehend in some cases. So this this it's, is why it's so effective. It's more and more resembles some kind of a you know, second rate Hollywood horror show, you know, horror film, uh, you know, some psychological horror. But Patrick, I think the most important thing, and I beg all our listeners to think about what I'm going to say, because I covered this uh, in China. I covered this uh, all over the world. What is the most important, I think, now is to understand that all this is not necessary. China defeated the virus. There are no new cases. I think they have one or two new cases. And uh, the only danger now is this uh, what they call boomerang effect that uh, people who are who will be returning to China will bring the uh, infection. But China managed to defeat this in an extremely short period of time. What they tell you in UK, what they tell you in Italy that uh, maybe half a million people will die, million people will die this is not necessary what they tell you that they will not be able to treat old people it's not necessary china defeated the virus in a matter of uh, weeks or a couple of months and uh, so uh what uh, cuba also is now not only that uh, it is uh, uh, fighting its own uh, uh, you know, disease uh, very successfully, but it is actually helping the whole world. China is helping 80 countries right now. So what it says to us, what, during the worst crisis in China, there was no lockdown of the country. There were airports were functioning. Planes were taking off from Beijing, from Shanghai, from Guangzhou, uh, you name it. There was uh, limited service because many airlines from uh, other countries, uh, uh, you know, uh, closed down the service. But uh, there was no lockdown. Only Wuhan, uh, the area of Wuhan was uh, uh, under quarantine. But uh, life in Beijing did not stop. Life in Shanghai did not stop. Life in Xi'an did not stop. All this is not necessary. It was done in China with much less draconic uh, measures. And that actually makes one thing, whether in the West it is about fighting the infection or about something totally else. Yeah, and, and uh, our last guest, uh, Olsi, uh, from, from Tirana, was just talking about the blatant power grab, uh, in fact, a military coup under the guise of the coronavirus in a country that only has a, a handful of cases. Now, look at Chile, population of Chile, roughly 18.5 million, 
and uh, you have uh, one death, um, so 632 alleged cases. Uh, I say alleged because there's different testing methods that are being used by uh, different medical professionals, and they're not all equal. Uh, so some of it is uh, alleged, uh, you know, suspected coronavirus cases are getting counted in some places as, you know, COVID-19 uh, diagnoses, and it's not often the case. Uh, but one death in Chile, Andre, that's 33 deaths per million. That's the ratio. So for every million people, you have 33. No, not deaths. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Infections. Infections, yes. Infections. Just 33 people with the, with the cold, the coronavirus, uh, per million people. So does that justify a national lockdown? This is the question. Does this that's justify that? Yes, that's absolute insanity. Uh, of course it doesn't. And uh, again, the question is, uh, what are oh, what is uh, this government trying to do? What is uh, uh, its aim? Uh, yesterday I drove to the fifth region and I stopped uh, at the gas station to have a coffee. There are no cafes anymore. They basically... Uh, uh, you can only buy uh, things at the counter. You can take it out. You cannot really, uh, you cannot sit down. They are disinfecting the entire area of the gas station. It's absolutely bizarre. In the city of Valparaiso, all restaurants are closed. All cafes are closed. Uh, I had to go to Five Star Sheraton uh, to at least uh, be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee because uh, you cannot go to any local place. There is nothing. Nothing is open. So uh, it's uh, if you go to Starbucks even, uh, you can only take out, take away, or you can uh, order uh, things. And uh, it is uh, really pathetic. The whole country came to the standstill before the referendum that uh, it's uh, supposed to hold uh, in one month. So what does it mean? All the theaters, all the institutions where the uh, where the where the uh, political life of Chile is being discussed and addressed are uh, uh, closed down uh, hermetically. You know, so there there can be no discussion only through television, which is owned by the right wing, uh, uh, you know, or individuals and uh, companies. You can watch TV and uh, listen to that propaganda from the right that actually brought the surprising in Chile. Uh, to, but you cannot really go to theaters. You cannot go to public places and discuss the new constitution that is being proposed. So obviously here it is, uh, or there is not even a question to whom or who is benefiting from this. And the right wing, of course, is fully supporting the lockdown, and they are very happy about this. Uh, the left uh, is scared. People are scared. The, 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 you know, the common people are very scared. They don't understand uh, anything about this virus. Uh, they only know what they read. And, uh, you know, experts, again, are from the, most of them are highly educated and from, uh, from the right wing. So they they are dominating the narrative on this. So poor people who, are, who were demanding so bravely the changes and lost 30 lives and uh, 350 eyes 
you know, during the during the fight for real democracy, these people are now horrified about what is happening with the coronavirus. They don't somehow have time for revolution. Yesterday, actually, Valparaiso was uh, locked. Uh, uh, down by different uh, events, there were actually clashes. But I think this is the only place in uh, Chile where the clashes were taking place. And, and you also sent me a picture, Andre, of a, a, a ferry uh, out on the harbor of, of Valparaiso. Uh, yeah, just ex- explain that like, story. Yeah. No, it's bizarre. Like, uh, you know, all these cruise ships that uh, recently Cubans, you know, they, they rescued one cruise ship. Uh, I think it was British cruise ship. Uh, here too, there is there was this. Uh, nobody knows what's going on. There was this huge cruise liner sitting. Uh, I was told by a waiter uh, uh, of the hotel where I stopped for a coffee. He said, "Look, uh, it's, it was sitting there for two days. They didn't allow anybody except Chileans to, uh, you know." enter the shore. So Chileans, they had to let, but there was uh, several hundreds of uh, foreigners sitting uh, on this cruise ship, which was not allowed to dock at the city of Valparaiso. So it was sitting there for two days, and while I was having coffee, suddenly it took off. It went somewhere else. But obviously, it's full of people that uh, that uh, are not allowed to uh, disembark the, the liner. The same has happened in Japan or before and the same that happened in Cuba before Cuba actually took action and rescued these people and many of them were put on BA and went back to UK. I was reading the Chinese reports, uh, medical reports from the, the evaluations from uh, the health authority there about the uh, the coronavirus in, in, in Wuhan, um, some of their initial uh, uh, papers that they've uh, released that are now, you know, just been disseminated all over the world. And if you actually read uh, the opinion uh, there, and and you can read other medical opinions that would back this up, you can't catch this thing if you're walking outside, you know, walking past somebody or even standing talking to somebody. Uh, and it's it's not easy to it's not as easy to catch them, making it sound like it's the most contagious form of the coronavirus ever in history. And it's, there's a huge amount of uh, uh, fraudulent claims that are being made about this virus that and it goes down so many different deep levels and one of the case studies they're using or the 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 big call the alarm call for everybody in the west is italy they're saying oh the coronavirus has ravaged italy well this isn't actually true in fact the instituto uh, superiore uh, di sanità the iss released this report three days ago and here's what the report says and this, mind you, this is Italy, and they're they're touting these big death numbers uh, in in the media, in the Western media, and the Italian media is in on it as well because they're they're running the dead numbers and infection numbers like it's a like it's the lottery numbers every night. Everybody, of course, sits there, Andre, and watches it in the cafe or wherever at home, and everyone's talking about the numbers. Okay, no, at home, be- a cafe they cannot go anymore. Oh, no, no, not in the cafe. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, so the average age in Italy of the deceased is 81 years old, okay? Uh, 10% of those are over 90. Uh, 90% of the deceased are over 70. 80% of the deceased have two or more pre-existing chronic illnesses, 
Now, let me repeat that. That's the most important statistic. 80% of the deceased in Italy, 80% of the deceased in Italy over the, who, who are all over the age of 70, okay, they have two or more pre-existing chronic illnesses, including respiratory illnesses and conditions. 50% of the deceased have three or more chronic pre-existing medical conditions, okay? And of those who've died, of the allegedly of the coronavirus in Italy, only 0.08% had no chronic illness, okay? So what we are seeing right now in the media and with governments is, in my opinion, and the opinion of many others, is a absolute wholesale fraud of how they're framing this supposed pandemic, okay? And I'm going to say something else that is important. Italy has been dismantling its national health service quite efficiently over the last few years. They have some of, if not the lowest, one of the lowest hospital beds per capita count in Europe. Britain's isn't very high either, but Italy's is particularly low, and the, and the hospital closures have increased in the last five years. Okay, They've lost a fairly large, I would say, close to 20% of their hospitals uh, closing since, say, say, 2015. Okay, So if you don't have a, a, a health service that can take, um, that can even cope with the normal uh, sick and infirmed, okay? Like like the NHS in Britain can't cope. There's people protesting about the NHS not being able to cope for basic services for the last few years, okay? Yes. People in the streets in Italy, the same thing. So it's a perfect storm. Uh, you have people who already have COPD or pneumonia or no, multiple other uh, conditions. In Wuhan and China, people were protesting out on the street because of the pollution there was car- carcinogens. The air quality was the worst in the world. So you already have a high-risk population in Wuhan, in northern Italy, in other cities, in Spain. Smokers, vaping, all of these things. Just general, uh, and, and at average age of 81, of course, they're going to have a number of pre-existing health conditions. So they're being, and even if they're tested, some people who've died, by the way, and this is the last thing I'll say, it's a very important point. You can test somebody for coronavirus who has died of pneumonia. This does not necessarily mean they died of coronavirus because everybody is carrying a coronavirus of some sort at any given time. It's called the common cold, and there's various variants of that, along with 100 other viruses that we carry at any given moment. Okay, But they're attributing the deaths automatically in, in, in the column under coronavirus and making a big uh, a media show out of it and a big crisis show out of it. But the death rate hasn't even moved on the graph from, last, from this time last year till now. It's pretty much the same. Explain that to us, please. Why, well, why, why do we need to lock down the country then? That's exactly what uh, my uh, friends and comrades in Italy are saying in Rome. Uh, you know, the people who are very close to the government of uh, uh, Italy, to the left wing of the uh, Five Star Movement. I don't want to name the names, uh, but uh, 
that's uh, precisely the information I was uh, getting uh, yesterday that uh, the way statistics are being run is just absolutely despicable and uh, incorrect. Uh, and it provokes panic and it uh, just does not give uh, uh, exact or even, uh, you know, semi-decent uh, statistical information. Uh, what is very disturbing and very strange, what uh, I hear uh, from the UK government and uh, from Italian government is this... Uh, uh, statements like we are not going to really uh, be able to help uh, people over 80 or older people and also the, uh, the statements that uh, we can expect half a million of people uh, to die if uh, the uh, disease runs its course that was uh, uh, pronounced by the uh, government of UK, or it was leaked actually by the UK Independent, uh, picked up the story, and I was quoting it in my uh, latest article for the China uh, Daily. Uh, so uh, this is very scary, and uh, we don't know really what it means. I don't know what it means. Uh, I can only suspect, and what uh, it may mean is just absolutely horrifying. Are they trying to get rid of a uh, few million people because the, the pension uh, uh, plan is uh, bankrupt? Are they uh, going to really let a uh, few million Europeans uh, uh, old Europeans die just to save money. Uh, I don't know. I uh, uh, really am afraid to even pronounce it, but it sounds uh, very uh, disturbing and very unnecessary given the fact that uh, that uh, the epidemic can be very easily uh, defeated uh, as it was defeated in China. China is the best example. As I said at the beginning, uh, there were no draconical measures that we are uh, following or observing now in Europe or in South America or in the United States or in Canada. Uh, it was done uh, quickly, very logically, and uh, uh, the, uh, just one week ago, the, the Chinese doctors and medical staff were celebrating, you know, taking their masks down, and uh, the entire nation was celebrating with them. The, the outbreak of the of the virus uh, of the of the disease uh, was uh, contained. So uh, it is possible if if it wouldn't happen in China. I would have doubts. I would think, well, uh, maybe it is uh, an evil new disease which cannot be really stopped and uh, all this. But obviously it can be stopped and it can be defeated by socialist medicine, by socialist or communist uh, uh, approach, which is so much demonized in, uh, uh, in Washington, uh, in London and uh, elsewhere. So this is a very complicated, very untransparent uh, situation. And now then, of course, also what you say, you know, very correctly about the about how the how the number of deaths is being counted. Are these people are dying? Are these people dying from? Are they dying from what? Uh, dying from uh, hypertension, from uh, 
respiratory problems, from diabetes, from uh, other... Yes, uh, actually, Andre, 35%, I believe, um, according to this, these statistics, uh, one of the underlying conditions, I think, uh, a, a large percentage of them had diabetes as well, yeah. and yeah. also COPD, which is a chronic uh, respiratory syndrome. Yes. Uh, so yes. Th- this is not unusual to find uh, with any population, actually, um, especially in the West. So, it, you know, it, it shouldn't evoke any shock. And the, the numbers aren't, you know, and so it, it, it's like if, you, if somebody dies and then they died, they had four different conditions that caused their death, and you, you end up picking the least severe on the death certificate as the cause of death. And this is exactly what's happened in Italy. They, yes. they, you cannot die from the the coronavirus doesn't kill you. And this is the this is the part in terms of the approach to medicine, like the, I think you were trying to to hint at Andre earlier, the philosophy of healthcare or medicine in the West. They 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 characterize viruses as a thing, as this kind of you know monster that comes in and kills people. But what it is, is we, we have millions of viruses in our body right now as we, as we speak. And they're yes. in our gut. They're, they're everywhere, okay? But uh, if you have a compromised immune system because of various uh, problems with uh, stress, hypertension, diet, um, uh, uh, long-term uh, chronic conditions, and your immune system's compromised, then that virus... Um, is it, your body can't deal with the virus that it can normally just sweep under the rug. It's now going to have what's called an autoimmune reaction. And this is what pneumonia is. It's your body ejecting uh, a white blood cell material and various you know, uh, material into the pathways, into the respiratory system, uh, mucus and, and all of these things. It's a reaction to the, it's it's an autoimmune reaction. It's an overreaction, let's say, by your immune system because it's out of balance. It's not functioning well, and so when people die or when there's organ failure, it's your own body that's killing the the shutting the organs down or blocking the air pathway. It's not the coronavirus replicating that's doing that. It's which your body's is, reaction to it, which is a flu with a mortality uh, rate of one to two percent, depending how you count it, and uh, which is not really a disaster, really. It's less than it's less than that, actually. Yes. It's it, yeah. The, I mean, the normal flu uh, mortality rate it's it's less than one percent, and I think the the they think that if they're cooking the numbers on the coronavirus to make it to make it a higher mortality rate, and this is what's driving the policy, okay? And this is what's driving the lockdowns, okay? Because they're only, they're only uh, basing their modeling, their computer modeling, like you said, the UK uh, put out this report that there was uh, you know, going to be hundreds of thousands of dead. And how did they come up with that computer model or this prediction? What they did is, if you've only tested 1,000 people and you have you know, a hundred infections, then of course you're going to say, well, there's 10 infections. And if, if, if four or five people die, then it's, you know, that's a 5% mortality rate because you've only tested a hundred people. So you're dealing with a small sample. Okay. 
And of course, if you run that against the population of the country, you're going to say hundreds of thousands could die by the summer. It's complete fraud. There's no yeah. science at all in this. But uh, the, what what we really have to do right now, Patrick, I think uh, we have to very quickly uh, think and try to figure out what is really what are they really trying to do, the governments in the in the West. Why are they threatening people with these millions of debt that are coming? Why are they? Uh, why oh, are they uh, actually destroying entire sectors uh, of uh, economy? Uh, and uh, all this uh, has to be addressed very quickly. I mean, more uh, because uh, obviously this is not about uh, uh, coronavirus. Also, uh, there is a you know that China was protesting. Uh, uh, the approach of the West, and that uh, at some point the government officials in China uh, snapped at, the, at Washington, and they were demanding explanation because uh, uh, it appears that uh, uh, several doctors and scientists and government officials in the People's Republic of China believe that actually Wuhan uh, was infected by the by the U.S. Uh, uh, by the U.S. military, and they were demanding explanation. They were demanding uh, actually uh, transparency on the on the part of the United States, which uh, of course uh, never transparency never arrived. So there are several extremely uh, uh, dangerous scenarios that are being uh, uh, addressed or defined all over the world, including, uh, you know, who brought this infection uh, to China, first of all, and also what is the West really trying to do? Are they trying to save uh, their uh, their uh, pension plans? Are they going to start, uh, uh, you know, abandoning old people by not treating them and blaming it on uh, on the coronavirus? I mean, there are obviously some uh, uh, sounds made like this uh, by the governments in Europe. Well, there's this there's a thing called uh, eugenics is uh, a, a philosophy that kind of reached its zenith in the early 20th century. And this was kind of, you know, Darwinism, social Darwinism of sorts. And it's some sense. Yes. Yeah, it's making a comeback. And there was an article in the Telegraph that was published on the 3rd of March. Uh, in the UK Telegraph, and the, the author saying that the COVID-19 might even prove mildly beneficial in the long term by disproportionately culling elderly dependents. It said this in a mainstream newspaper. Yeah. Culling, yeah. culling yeah. elderly. I, I, I was shocked when I read that, honestly. But Yeah, shocked every day reading uh, leaks and uh, uh, reports of that nature. Uh, in, uh, precisely, it's uh, so. Who is in danger now? Uh, old people in their seventies, in their eighties, in their nineties. Uh, who else? The people who have uh, uh, conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and these vulnerable. People, Anybody these who's people, a, yeah. these people are very expensive to treat. Yep. No, with pre-existing conditions. So, what will happen to them? They will they will not be treated if they are old. You know, it's gonna save maybe 
tens of billions of dollars. And maybe that's precisely what uh, some people uh, would like to see. Yeah. And these people, like uh, my mother, she's 84, and she's married to a German. She's Russian-Chinese, but she's married to a German. She lives in Stuttgart, in Stuttgart area. I just talked to her on the phone before uh, before uh, this uh, show, and uh, she said, I don't even want to think about, uh, I'm horrified. I don't even want to think what is going on. It's yeah. uh, very scary for these people. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and people should be, there's so many aspects of this that are that are absolutely horrific, and I think we're seeing some of the worst tendencies of uh, people in power, of uh, the, uh, the, the, the dregs of society coming to the surface in these types of situations. There's a lot of deceit, there's a lot of opportunism going on right now, there's a lot of power grabs going on politically, economically, socially. Uh, and there's those who believe that they're okay and they're safe because they're either A, in the military, B, working for the government, or C, working for you know, a major corporation that's promised that they're going to you know, cover their wages regardless and they can work from home or whatever uh, throughout, you know, forever, basically. So it's, it's a two-tiered and key workers, if you're somebody the state needs to keep the show going. Uh, everybody else can't Although leave. In Paris, you see that police is now uh, uh, protesting that they, they don't feel protected at all, even police. Yes, that's right. That's right. So then the military needs to come. Because the police are the people as well in, in many communities. So they're not divorced from people. The police are, are, are part of the people. Of course, uh, so, but the, it, with the military, you can bring troops from another another region or another province, and you know have them patrol in a, a separate foreign area. And then this is the uh, Praetorian Guard system. But well, what is of course scary, also what is uh, really uh, awful, is how badly informed the population in the West is, particularly in yeah, in both Europe and in the. Uh, in North America, they actually are uh, collaborating with the with the regime, and they are uh, willing to accept all these uh, horrible curbs on uh, freedoms and human rights, which they always they always use these expressions like freedom and human rights when it comes to Cuba or when it comes to Russia or when it comes to China. But in fact, you know, the violation of the human rights and uh, freedoms is uh, happening all the time in the West, and nobody's protesting. They don't even realize that it's happening. Uh, this is really incredible. They are actually demanding more and more of this, uh, at least big chunk of the population. Yeah, even, this- here, even here in Chile, you know, Chile is uh, a country with, uh, together with uh, Maggie Thatcher's uh, UK had the most neoliberal system uh, in the world, and now they are paying for it, of course. That's why there were uh, there was an uprising, there was a revolution, people were fighting on the streets, dying to reverse this system, to bring it back to 1973, uh, before 1973, uh, to the days of uh, President uh, Allende. 
And now look at them. They are behind. Uh, they are lining behind the government, which they hate, which has uh, only one-digit uh, uh, popularity uh, uh, or support or approval rating. And they are demanding that actually more and more rights are taken away from them. Do you see the absurdity? Three weeks ago, they were dying, demanding uh, freedoms and rights and socialism and I don't know what. And now, uh, and demanding that the government of uh, President Piñera steps down. And now look what's happening. They they give them this uh, coronavirus uh propaganda and they accept it and they want to be isolated they want everything to close down they want to uh, they want to uh, they want total lockdown of the country it's unbelievable because uh, you know the education of chile was based on the western uh, educational system the, the the information system media system was all coming from the uh, from the west so in many ways they they want something else but they are already infected, not with the virus, but with the propaganda and uh, uh, that is uh, being spread uh, to yeah. them. So this is this is very frightening. How yeah. everything uh, reversed 180 degrees overnight. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, pretty much just like that, just like that. One tri- you know, the, the the bill went up to one trillion dollars in America, just like that, and for what? Because the government announced that we're shutting it down, and everybody had to fall in line with that decision. There was no debate, there was no discussion. You have a doctor in America, Doctor Fauci, who's like the uh, the scientific dictator. This is, this is a pure technocracy. It's like a medical dictatorship, a scientific dictatorship, where these people have so much power they can declare a global pandemic when the numbers don't even put a dent in the seasonal influenza numbers. They don't even put a dent. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to the audience as well, Andre. <laughs> no, of course, no, no. It's a, this time it's a dialogue. It's not interview. I mean. let, let, let me just say this. Looking at the statistics and everything about this crisis has to do with how you frame the statistics, how you frame the numbers. We talked about Italy uh, earlier in this segment with Andre. Okay, let me just throw this down the pipeline here, okay, that if if the current trajectory of this, uh, these alleged coronavirus death tolls um, in a country like the UK, for instance, okay, it's not growing exponentially. But look, even if it did, it wouldn't catch up to the normal seasonal influenza. And as a government or a democracy or a country, You have various risks at any time, and the government has to decide how much of the resources that they put against a potential risk. And like it or not, they have to put a price on the risk of X amount of lives possibly being in danger because of X, Y, or Z. This is normal in a democracy. If you live in a fascist dictatorship you don't have to make any of those considerations. They can just do what they want and spend whatever they want, and there's no accountability, which is what we have now, okay? But if they did nothing in the UK, and they did nothing, no social distancing, 
nothing. Based on what we saw with the Italian report this week, based on the statistics of the, the fact that it's probably a very low mortality rate or case, uh, what they call a CFR, case, uh, case fatality rate, is relatively low. Probably a lot more people have it. If they tested the whole population, the CFR, the case fatality rate, w- might be the same. It could even be lower than the normal seasonal influenza. We don't know. Yes. But it's, de- it's definitely not 3 or 5% like they, they, they originally used to project these grand numbers. So if they did nothing until August and just counted the numbers at the end of the summer, it wouldn't even move the graph on the total number of flu cases in the country. Think about that for a moment. Think yes. about that. And we're doing what? Locking or imploding the entire economy, society? Well, one, one thing that comes to my mind also, and uh, I was writing about it quite a lot in the past, is that I think that Western uh, global dictatorship is actually losing. I think that... Uh, uh, people all over the world are opening their eyes. And uh, actually, before this lockdown, I published an essay uh, about uh, the fact that more the West is, uh, uh, you know, bringing agony to the to the world. More the countries are running now to China, to Russia. Um, and, uh, you know, the world is, oh, oh, people are opening their eyes. It's not the same world as 10 years ago. Also with the alternative media outlets like uh, the RT, CGTN, uh, yours, Press TV, I don't know, many, Neo, uh, there is more and more awareness of what's going on. So people, the way people travel is also changing. I think people are, again, uh, you know, interested in learning what's happening in the world. You know, anyone who go- comes to China sees that it's totally different China than uh, as it is being portrayed by the West. It's very advanced, very ecological. It's going, uh, uh, it's really improving tremendously lives of their people. So I think this can be also used as one of the uh, quite evil, actually, way to stop people from understanding what's going on from traveling uh, from uh, depriving them from uh, from uh, seeing that the world is changing and that the West is actually uh, losing its power after absolutely horrific uh, uh, imperialist uh, uh, kind of uh, centuries so this uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the one of the ways how the the dictatorship that is uh, uh, coming from the uh, that is coming from the uh, from London and uh, especially from Washington is uh, uh, losing. So I, I I think it's it may be connected. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, it is connected uh, to uh, something that that we are trying to figure out that is happening economically, but also it has something to do with the with the changes in uh, political balance of power. I wonder if you agree with me. I, I do. I do. I, I, I think the timing of this is is no. It's no coincidence. Um, I think this is happening uh, at a, at a time when uh, there, there is. There's a crisis, I think, at, at the highest levels of the uh, U.S.-led 
post-World War II order. Uh, and and I think there's a, they're really at a crisis moment where they're having a difficult time holding together the uh, the world order. And uh, it, this is a, looks like a very radical move to implode the economy in order to achieve greater control, uh, all in the name of saving lives. It's the most insidious possible thing you can imagine, but yet this looks like it's exactly what's unfolding right now. Uh, it, it's it's quite amazing that <laughs> if Asia is not running around panicking and they had a month or two head start on this crisis, so why is everybody freaking out in the West? It makes no sense whatsoever, unless unless the West... <laughs> For some reason, realize they have more pre-existing health conditions than, uh, and they have a, a horrible, healthy lifestyle in the West. That the uh, the commercial fast food and and by the way, Andre, this last thing I'm going to say, and I'll leave it. I'll leave it to you to wrap up. But you know, the government's telling everybody this. They've shut down all the cafes, even the organic cafes here. They're telling everyone to stay indoors. No vitamin D. Stay away from the sun. Uh, and the only thing let open is McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Taco Bell for takeaway. So oh yeah, that's precisely what is happening in the uh, in the colonies too. I mean, in South all over South America. I mean, of course, you can get uh, Pizza Hut, you can get uh, uh, Starbucks uh, takeaway, not to sit down, but takeaway, uh, McDonald's, all this. Uh, are wonderful healthy cafes uh, uh, and restaurants uh, uh, in Santiago and elsewhere are closed down um, hermetically. So, uh, but uh, Patrick, I think it's uh, like this. We see that uh, we are starting to see uh, counters of what is approximately happening. We are not yet sure precisely about the details, but we are investigating people like you, people like I. We are um, investigating, we are trying to figure out what's happening, and we will uh, get there very soon, I think, because people are not stupid. So I think uh, they can fool people for a while, they can fool a great majority of the people, but I think uh, uh, there are groups of people who are very, uh, well, um, uh, who are uh, starting to, uh, little by little, understanding the situation. And I think that uh, what they are doing is extremely sinister it is extremely counterproductive from the point of view of advancement of the humanity uh, of human race and uh, they will pay the price they, this is not uh, this is not going to uh, really uh, it took all of us uh, by surprise but this is uh, they are not going to get away with this it is obviously uh, uh, and uh, I will end it where I began. It is obvious that uh, uh, if China could do it, and China was the first one infected, however it happened, China faced the most difficult situation uh, when it comes to coronavirus. And if China could defeat the, the outbreak, uh, you know, alone, and now move on helping people all over the world, 
then uh, the West could do it if they would really want to do it. But they obviously don't want to do it because they are, uh, there is something could, uh, behind all this, as um, you described, as I described, and they just don't want to stop it. They are actually, uh, uh, this is a psychological uh, uh, disaster. It's not a medical disaster, obviously. There are some uh, medical problems, but they are not... Uh, as uh, horrific as they try to make us uh, believe. So uh, people like you and I will, of course, investigate and we will talk and hopefully we will inspire also other people to to take all this with uh, uh, first with pitch of salt and then with uh, total uh, outrage, hopefully. Yes, yes. Well, we uh, will point people to uh, to 21st Century Wire. You'll see uh, Andre's uh, articles up right now, actually, uh, eight eight days around the planet with coronavirus chasing Andre. Uh, The article's up on on the website right now. Uh, It's very uh, interesting and entertaining uh, as well. But uh, And and we'll be looking at uh, your other analysis in in the coming days and weeks, Andre, because I know that, uh, well, this is is the most important uh, story, the most important issue facing humanity right now. We're at a major crossroads uh, in history right now, no doubt about it. It's not about the virus only. It's uh, mainly about... uh, where did we actually get as humanity? To what point? What is? Uh, yes. Uh, it's, so it's a philosophical issue. It's it's more philosophical than medical problem that the humanity is facing right now. Yeah, no, I agree one hundred percent with you on that. That's Andre Vilcek, ladies and gentlemen, author, and uh, there's also a link to uh, Andre's uh, book uh, list there on the show page. Uh, he's written a number of excellent novels. I do recommend uh, a number of those, including Aurora, uh, but there's other books and uh, novels, also documentaries, uh, and you can see some of Andre's work there online and a number of different places, and we thank him very much for his contribution this week on the Sunday Wire. Thank you, Andre. Thank you so much, Patrick. I will talk to you very soon. We'll take a short break, uh, and we're going to join on the other side our roving correspondent for culture and sport, Basil Valentine, for some final thoughts on this uh, lockdown this week on the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We'll be right back. Yo, this is Russell Jordan, a.k.a. the Prime Artist. You're listening to the Sunday Wire with Patrick Henningsen. Alternate Current Radio. Keep it current. Stay locked. Fool me once. 